0: What works with social media? Today, I'm going to be joined by Natasha Takahashi-Willis, and we're going to talk about Instagram direct messaging automation strategy. If you are really active on Instagram and you're wondering how to really get more leads and sales and automate a lot of great stuff, you're going to absolutely love today's interview. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter, And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Natasha Takahashi-Willis helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Natasha Takahashi-Willis. If you don't know who Natasha is, she is a conversational marketing expert and co-founder of the School of Bots. School of Bots is an agency that helps leading information businesses grow their revenue with chat campaigns. Natasha, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me again, Mike. I mean, this is this is the third time, I think.
0: I believe this is the third time. Yeah. Yeah. So today, Natasha and I are going to explore how to use Instagram DM automation for more leads and more sales. And before we get into that, there are going to be some people listening right now, Natasha, who are not sure what the benefits are and why they ought to consider Instagram DM automation. Maybe you can start by just sharing maybe what it is and, and some of its advantages.
1: So the best way to think about it is that this is kind of the evolution of communication, right? On social media, and when we think about, I think the best way to think about kind of the evolution of this technology as well is that you think about the landing page funnel process that most businesses use to get majority of their leads and sales. That was created for a previous version of the web before social media was really a thing and everyone was hanging out there. But now, as times have evolved, Instagram and Messenger, which we've talked about before, have opened up this ability for businesses to have sales conversations, to generate leads, meaning emails or phone numbers or just more information about what people want to buy from you on the platforms themselves. And of course they want you to do that because we all know they like keeping people on platform. But more importantly now, there's ways to automate those conversations and actually have them at scale so that now you could be interacting with anybody who sees your content or comments on a post of yours. We'll get into some of those different ways and proactively start these conversations to not just sell people right off the bat, but actually learn more about them and then be able to recommend a product to them or be able to sign them up for a free thing that you might have that eventually leads to a sale down the line. But I think what it all boils down to is this concept of permission marketing, which Seth Godin had coined back in the nineteen 1990s. And I've been listening a lot to that book more recently. And it's all still so true that permission based marketing obviously creates the best relationships possible with your users. And there is no better way to do that right now than to do it through these DM marketing strategies that we're going to talk about. And so at the end of the day, you know, for you to kind of think about as you listen to the rest of this episode is that the biggest takeaways are that this is going to allow you to grow your revenue across all of your products and serve people at a much deeper and at a better level than you could with any other communication channel that I'm aware of that's available right now.
0: A couple of extra benefits that came to mind while you were talking were, first of all, it's organic marketing. So you do not have to use paid acquisition. This is really important for people to understand. And secondly, it's automated, right? Why don't you talk a little bit about each of those advantages just so people understand that?
1: Absolutely. So there are over eight different ways that you can actually start organic conversations with people, which we'll get into later on. And that allows you now to be able to monetize your organic following at a much higher level than most people can or even know how to do right now. That's one of the biggest struggles I hear from even brands that have a million, five million followers, right? Even if you have 10,000 followers, you're like, how do I monetize this and make what all the effort that I'm putting in, all the energy, all the financial resources makes sense for us to get ROI. And at the end of the day, this allows you to do that by having more conversations with people, which then eventually lead to them buying your products. You can also dive into paid with this too. So we can talk a little bit to that as well. But like you said, one of the biggest benefits is that this just allows you to add on a way now to monetize as well as serve people better who are already looking at your stuff organically. And then the second benefit you mentioned, automation. So that's actually probably the biggest benefit is there's typically two buckets of business owners or marketers that I'll speak to. The first bucket is, hey, we don't get very many DMs on Instagram right now. Like, can this still help us? And the idea with this and what we'll get into is that Every piece of content now that you put out becomes an opportunity for people to start a conversation and you'll be surprised how many people will take that invitation and actually want to start speaking with you that previously haven't interacted or haven't bought because the only way you allowed them to communicate with you was click the link in my bio to buy something or click the link in my bio to download something. And then for the people who are in the other bucket of, oh my gosh, we get hundreds or thousands of DMs a day, like we wouldn't be able to handle more. Well, the benefit of this is that it's all automated and allows you to handle pretty much any use case that you can think of in the DMs from the lead generation to actually converting people into buyers. And also of course, automating all the support and FAQ inquiries on the back end. So we find that we're able to alleviate so much of that heavy lifting off of support agents and people who are spending time in the DMs right now. And it allows you now to even increase the number of DMs you're getting because most of it's being handled by automation.
0: Perfect. So there are plenty of people that have heard of the concept of automation strategies, chatbots, the stuff we're talking about today. But there's typically still some objections that are stopping people from embracing automation. And I'm just curious... From your perspective, what is stopping entrepreneurs, creators and marketers really from embracing this kind of automation?
1: Yeah, there's two main doubts or objections that I kind of hear. The first one of them is a lot of smaller business owners will say, hey, people want to hear from humans. They want to get human support. And that's the most important thing to us. Like we don't necessarily want to automate the communication that goes out to our customers. Now, that makes sense, you know, 5, 10 years ago when people are a little bit more patient. But as we know, things have evolved to where even jumping on the phone and having to like click through the number options that they give you for 20 minutes and then waiting on the phone for another hour. like These are, are experiences that I personally have gone through. And I know a lot of other people who are probably listening have experienced at least once in your life or even emailing or messaging a company and waiting two weeks to hear back because they value human interaction so much. So in the current world that we're living in, people have very short attention spans. We can see that by the emergence of short video, right? People just want to to be consuming stuff very quickly now. And the same thing goes for communication. So people appreciate you being able to get back to them literally in real time, even if they know, hey, this is not a business owner or a support agent talking to me. Now, one added benefit of that I'll also mention, which I think doesn't get thought about initially, but then it's like, oh, this is definitely an added benefit, is that you can't always control the emotions of your human support team employees. People are gonna have bad days, they're gonna be sick, whatever. And so unfortunately, sometimes some of that's gonna come across. Somebody gets a little bit snappy as a support agent and they don't give someone the best experience because they personally maybe aren't having the best day. Well, with automation, automation doesn't get sick doesn't feel bad on certain days, etc. Right. So the brand voice and that attitude and personality that you really want people to experience from your brand will always be consistent no matter what. So that's just another kind of back end benefit that really allows you to to shine through as your brand is what you want it to be and know for certain that that's going to come across. So that'd be the first one. And then for the second thing, then I think ultimately people just get stuck on like where to start. So they're like, okay, I'm sold. I want to check this out. How does automation in the DMs work? where do I even begin? And it's similar to if you think about when email marketing first started or landing page funnels kind of became a thing, even social media, which, you know, you know, very well, people are like, how do I use this channel? Should I just be posting pictures of my food or, you know, whatever. But now we understand that there are so many business use cases for it. So we'll get into how people can get started. But ultimately, it's just about keeping things real simple and starting out with a process that already does well for you let's say, through a landing page funnel or through email and being able to take that into the DMs and start from that seat.
0: There's a side of me that's really wanting to key in on something you said about earlier, which is one of the objections is people want to hear from a human. The benefit of speeding up this communication process is you can also speed up the likelihood that someone goes down the funnel, if you will, right? From interest to very interested to ultimately becoming a customer, you can rapidly accelerate that on any schedule, right? So a lot of times, we don't have necessarily teams that are staffing 24 hours a day, right? And if someone comes in, you know, in the evening, they could get their questions answered. And by the morning, you could have a sale, right? And you might not have a sale otherwise, right? So these are just some of the other benefits of like accelerating the communication back and forth between a prospect and your entity. So I think that's kind of cool. So let's transition over to strategy. When it comes to Instagram direct message automation. Let's talk about what your strategy is, kind of at a high level, and then we'll break down some of the pieces.
1: So in terms of what we see as the core of this, and we actually do this on multiple messaging platforms. So for those of you who are maybe like, hey, Instagram is not a big platform for us. You can do this on other messaging platforms. The strategy is kind of high level the same. but. It comes down to a concept that we have coined over the last year and really it's been kind of in progress over the last five years, which is what we call an AI chat funnel. And I think it's the best way to think about what actually goes down in the DMs, which is that this is a one-to-one automated messaging experience and it allows you to accomplish all sorts of different use cases and even multiple in one we've so far talked about how you could take someone from commenting on a post of yours to then having a bit of a conversation with them, getting their email. Maybe now they sign up for a webinar of yours. And then you can continue to DM them through that sales process to eventually convert them, let's say, into an online course buyer or a buyer of your e-commerce store or your event coming up. So These are all the use cases which you would typically accomplish on a website landing page. And instead, and even I'll say also on a sales call, you can now put all of that whole process into the DMs. And that's what we call an AI chat funnel from a high
0: level. So the AI chat funnel is kind of like a regular funnel, right? The idea that you've got uh, people at the top that are cold or warm, and then they're being warmed up as they move down the funnel, right? So the idea with this concept is this is all being handled, the entire funnel, for lack of better words, is being handled by this automation technology that's behind the scenes without human interaction. Is that really what I'm hearing you say? Correct. Okay, cool. So let's talk about like, where do we start? What's the first step to this AI chat funnel?
1: So the first step of this is understanding where are you sourcing this traffic from, right? Especially for those of you guys who are like, okay, what you're, you're saying, but still, we don't get very many DMs. How do we start these conversations? So in terms of where you're going to be able to drive traffic, there are eight different ways, and I'll quickly walk through those now. And you can also, like, as you're remembering this episode later on and trying to think back on these eight ways, any interaction someone's going to have with your profile on Instagram most likely has some kind of automated DM trigger that can be sent from it. So the first one will be, if you go on Instagram Live and people comment on the live, and to help you better visualize this, let's say that I have an upcoming webinar that I want to sign people up for. And let's say it's about Black Friday. And so if I say, hey, in the live, I'm going to be hosting this webinar soon, I jump on you know, five, 10 minutes, and I say, if you want to get an invite to my upcoming webinar, comment the phrase Black Friday on this live, and I'll send you a DM with the invite and help you get registered. So that's exactly what would happen is people comment that specific phrase. And now that will trigger that automated DM to be sent. But it's not just one autoresponder. It now creates that back and forth conversation, which we'll get into.
0: Okay, real quick question on this. So with live, do they have to put in that exact phrase and no no other words like I want Black Friday webinar? Is it smart enough to know the words are in there or is it just those words? I'm just curious how advanced the technology is.
1: Yeah, it's pretty advanced now. So you can set it to whatever logic conditions you want to. So if you wanted it to just be people can only say Black Friday in their message, that's it. No misspellings, no nothing. Or you could say, I want the message to begin with this or that it contains it. Um, So usually for lives, we'll be pretty safe and just say, hey, if it contains that word, then we're just going to send it.
0: Cool. All right. What's the next one?
1: All right. So the next one is commenting on a post. So very similar to the live, but in a post, whether it's a carousel on Instagram or one image, or uh, we'll get into reels in just a moment, but it's very similar there where when people comment a certain phrase that you tell them to in your post caption or in your creative on that post, then they can get that DM from you. And what also helps with the touch points is that we can send automated comments back to people when they say certain things in the comments. So in this case, let's say I've got the Black Friday webinar coming up and I say in my post, hey, comment Black Friday and I'll send you the info. So not only when somebody comments Black Friday, do they get that automated DM, but they also would see an automated comment back to them. And we make it even more genuine, usually we'll add a little sign off. So I would say something like, great, I just DM'd you the info, excited to have you there, dash Natasha, right? And now all of a sudden they're like, wow, is this them? And you can randomize those comments as well. So now you've got, you know, 20, 30 variations and it feels really authentic and natural to the user experience.
0: That's really cool. Okay, cool. Let's go to the next one.
1: Awesome. The next one's going to be a direct message. So let's say that somebody saw my post on their Discover feed or what have you. They click into my profile and then they click to message me. And now you can actually show prompts. So these would be little bubbles that show up in the conversation. There's not an existing conversation that's happened yet, but there can be prompts to maybe the pain points that your products solve. Or maybe in this case, I say sign up for my Black Friday webinar during that launch period. So those are different prompts that you can have that can not only help with lead general and sales but can also help a lot with faq and support
0: as well okay so a question on this if someone direct messages me do those prompts only show up after they've sent the direct message or do they show up as they're typing the direct message
1: it would show up before before they even type anything to you they'll be able to see that so that helps a lot with guiding people to maybe what they're looking for without them having to spend time even writing out an initial message
0: love it okay cool You got others, right? Let's keep going.
1: Yes, we do. So we've got those three so far, commenting on a live post and the direct message prompts that'll show up. Then on feed and story ads, and actually this also goes for reels. Instead of people clicking on the ad and going to a landing page, instead what you can do is start a conversation with them when they click on your ad. So the experience is that they click on the ad. Let's say I've got this Black Friday webinar coming up. You know, Click on this ad. I'll send you the invite. And then they click in. They would see a window pop up. And in that window, it says, hey, if you want to get an invite, just click the button below, which will allow them to send you a message. And it actually pre-fills the words Black Friday. And then that now, as long as they hit send on that, so it's just a two-step process there, but very easy and straightforward. There's really no friction. Then they will now be opted in and they'll receive that automated DM to help them register.
0: I would imagine so far, we've talked at four, right? They can all kind of go into the same funnel, presumably. Is that correct?
1: That's exactly right. And that's the best way for people to think about it is that these are not all separate different use cases, but instead, you know, what we'll get to towards the end of the process, because we're kind of reverse engineering for people to understand the user experience. But once you have that AI chat funnel built, then now you can use all of these eight different methods of traffic to send to that same funnel, just like you have a landing page and you send, you know, Google paid traffic to it, Facebook ads, organic, etc. Very cool. All
0: right, cool. Keep going. I love this.
1: Perfect. Okay. Our last couple are going to be story mentions. So this one's big for accounts that maybe get a lot of people tagging them in their story saying, Oh, the product just arrived. Let's say you're an e-commerce store, or let's say you're at a live event, you know, for you guys, social media marketing world, right? I'm sure you get a ton of people tagging you guys in their stories during the event time period. So for those people, anybody who's tagging you ongoing, you can send an automated message when they tag you. And then further than that, you can on the back end of that message say, by the way, have you signed up for my Black Friday webinar yet? And to go even further than that, you can also have a condition that checks, hey, did this person already sign up? And if they did, then can I offer something else instead? So we can start to get a little bit more intricate and personalized, but to keep it simple, just anytime someone tags you in a story, being able to have that touch point there.
0: You know, as people are listening to us right now, some people I know are thinking what I'm thinking. This reminds me a lot of the email platforms that we use, right? Where we can set tags and we can exclusions and all this kind of stuff. It's very similar, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly right. And again, that's why I think landing pages and email are a good parallel for people to understand that you're still trying to do the same thing, segment people, personalize the experience, et cetera. This is just yet another channel that you can use this for. And it's the channel people are spending the most time on right now. So it just makes sense to to be able to communicate with
0: people here. Keep going.
1: All right, awesome. We've got a few last ones. The next one's going to be reels. So this is actually just like posts where you're able to have people comment a certain phrase. And then from there, they can get both an automated DM as well as an automated comment back. And then the last few here are going to be replying to a story, which is actually where we typically get the most opt-ins. Now this is obviously people who are already following you and who are, you know, looking at your stuff. So that's why posts and reels are better for discoverability, but stories perform really well because the call to action is already at the bottom. The only thing that Instagram prompts you to do is send a message back to the person whose story you're watching. So it makes sense that 50% of conversations from users to businesses start from stories. And that was shared by Instagram in 2021.
0: Fascinating. Is that everything or did we skip one?
1: We've got one last one, which is going to be, and actually I'll mention one last thing as well around ads. So the last one in terms of traffic would be in your bio. That's a powerful piece of real estate there where you can have a phrase. So I could, during the launch and then on Evergreen, be able to say, Hey, DM me Black Friday, and you can get access to my free workshop." right? So just an easy place for opt-ins. And then the last thing I'll mention, which more recently came out, is that on ads, you're able now also to opt people in who comment on your ad. So not only can people who clicked in actually get access, but anybody who comments, maybe a question, because people tend to do that. They're like, is this for me if I'm XYZ avatar? So if people comment, then you can also now send them an automated DM and reply automatically to their comment as well.
0: Now, there are some people listening right now that are thinking this question: if I can do this on Instagram, can I also do this on Facebook? The answer is.
1: Yes, so the answer is 99% yes. (laughs) There are a couple of things that don't exist on Facebook like story mentions, for example, that aren't really very big on Facebook. And so Facebook as of right now doesn't have a trigger to send an automated message if someone tags you on their story. And then let's see, apart from that, actually, everything else exists on Facebook. You know, Facebook started rolling out Reels. You technically have a bio on Facebook, just depends what page category you're using. But for the most part, everything else that I mentioned is applicable on Facebook.
0: Okay. So we're talking about your AI chat funnel. And the first part of the funnel is to really talk about where's your traffic going to be coming from. And we outlined eight different sources of traffic on Instagram, most organic, a little bit of paid. Let's talk about the second part of the strategy here. What comes next that we need to understand?
1: So step two out of four would be to have some kind of lead capture. And I mentioned this earlier, the best place to start is a process that's already working for you. So if you think for a moment, what is the number one metric I'm trying to increase in my business, or if you're a marketer or an agency for my clients right now, is it that you guys want to get more free webinar signups? Is it you're trying to grow your email newsletter? Is it that you want more people to download your freebie PDF or sign up for your upcoming event? So whatever that metric is for you, look at the current sales process that's working the best. So let's take the webinar example, just for sake of kind of keeping the same one throughout all these steps. And what I would now want to do is as soon as somebody comes in from one of these eight different traffic points in the DMs, I can actually capture their email. So the message would go something like, hey, sounds like you're interested in my Black Friday webinar. Just drop your email and I'll get you registered they drop their email and now the platform that we use called ManyChat, which we can dive into in just a little bit, you alluded earlier, kind of similar to landing page software or email software, we can now grab that email piece, you know, create a field around that and then from there be able to send that to your webinar software, to your email software, wherever it needs to go to truly register somebody and that's kind of the first step of then having them become a lead in your system. And we can go further in a moment, but that's kind of the first, you know, lead generation or qualification
0: aspect. You mentioned kind of at the early onset of the interview that a phone number is also an option. What's been your experience to capture both, capture one? Just curious, you know, from your perspective, whether a phone number works better than an email.
1: Yeah. So email, we will tend to get higher opt-in rates. So we can, once a funnel is optimized, we can capture 95% of the emails of people who opt into a DM conversation and about 80% of their phone numbers. Phone numbers are still a little bit more sensitive, if you will. You know, it's obviously prime real estate and your most like sensitive kind of contact info. It also, in terms of like what you should do, it depends on your sales process. If you have a higher ticket product where you have a sales team, maybe that gets on sales calls, it can make sense to ask for a phone number because you can justify that to the user and say, in order for us to give you the best experience, share your phone number so we can give you a call and actually help you make a buying decision. Whereas if you have, let's say a $500 digital course or an upcoming event, and you don't really do sales calls or have a team, then the only reasoning for getting a phone number might be if you want to send SMS confirmations, or if you want to get them on some kind of like SMS Text community list, so those can be reasons as well. But I would just be thoughtful about it, and also not try to get too much from somebody without having given them anything in return at the very beginning of the conversation.
0: As far as the email, is it pre-populated with the standard email that they have associated with their Meta, Facebook, Instagram account, or or is it a blank field that they have to type in? I'm just curious.
1: On Instagram, it's a blank field. On Messenger. Facebook actually pulls in the email that they have registered to their Facebook profile. So it will have that in a button, essentially, that they can click. Now, the thing is, it's usually better to have people fill it in anyways, because oftentimes the email they're using for their social profiles may not be the work email that they want to use or maybe their most checked email. So oftentimes it ends up making sense for them to type it in anyways.
0: Okay, so we're talking about the second stage, which is capturing the lead. What I heard you say is you need to capture, ideally, their email address. Is there anything else that we want to be talking about specifically on this part of the campaign? Because I feel like there was some other stuff, but I'm not 100% certain.
1: Yeah. So the only other thing I would mention here is that you can now create what we call a DM list. And that means that you can create a list that you can broadcast out to which we'll get to later on as well in the process here but initially in this lead capture step what we find to be the best performing process for not only lead generation but also then sales later down the line is if somebody's coming in let's say for a free webinar sign up then we can say hey drop your email so we can get you registered like we require an email for our webinar system okay that's fair everybody's used to that so we get 95% of those people saying yes then we can say And if I can send you something either before or after, this is going to depend on your funnel. But let's say I'm running this Black Friday webinar, and I have a, you know, PDF kind of pre webinar homework bonus that I can give people beforehand. So I could say, hey, to send you over this bonus, just Go ahead and opt into this list here, and we'll be able to share that with you. And the list opt-in is pretty straightforward. You can have an image in it. There's a headline and then a button that says get messages. So we'll dive into like the logistics of how the DM list stuff works in just a little bit. But long story short, in the lead capture phase, we want to get not only their email, but also ideally get them on the list so we can talk to them after 24 hours of their last interaction. If you don't do that, then you won't be able to message them past that point outbound.
0: I think it might be worthy of just pausing for a second and say, is there anything other than just a free webinar that works? Because like the offer, we probably should talk about like the variety of offers that typically you've seen your students using at this phase. Because some people are like, I don't even know what to offer.
1: In terms of an offer, let's talk about maybe four different business models, just super quick to kind of hit maybe some main people who are listening. So the first one we've kind of already talked about, if you sell any kind of information product or digital product, whether it's events or coaching or online courses, then you probably have some kind of free webinar or free download, or maybe it's a free five-day challenge that people can sign up for from at minimum, you've got an email newsletter maybe you're sending out. So that can be a good lead capture. Then let's say that you are an e-commerce store and your best performing campaign is when you guys give people a discount code for first-time buyers and then be able to have them you know, make their purchase. So that would be the sales process that you would want to implement. Everything works exactly the same. It's simply just the copy switch out right? You say, Hey, we've got the discount code, drop your email. I can get that to you, et cetera. Let's talk about, for example, higher ticket models. So these might be agencies or some kind of high ticket coaching where usually their sales processes get people from ads or organic to a VSL. That VSL is five to 15 minutes and then get people to apply. What is
0: VSL? Yes.
1: A video sales letter.
0: Okay. Got it.
1: Yep. So on a video sales letter, they watch that on the landing page that they're on. Then they're prompted to book a time. That time is to book a call with an appointment setter that then qualifies that person. And now those leads, eventually, if they qualify, go over to a closer call, right, with somebody who's actually going to help them make their purchase. For this model, Then you would want to, and we're actually testing quite extensively right now to completely automate those first few steps. So we are trying to essentially take appointment setters out of the picture for the most part, (laughs) because that process can be just better done automatically. But for the purposes of how most people have it set up, you could simply get an email and phone number up front. So this is where the phone number makes sense. And you say, hey, Nick, my appointment setter is going to reach out to you after you check out this video. So just drop your phone number and your email. They do that. Now you send them the video. And then from there, it's usually a manual sales process because now your appointment setter is going to give them a call and then try to get their call booked.
0: Okay. So I think one question some people might have on their mind is, why do I need to get their email or phone number? Why can't I do the whole darn thing on Instagram? Can you speak to that a little bit?
1: So that's what I recommend. Uh, and I think that's the best move,
0: which move is what you recommend
1: to keep everything on Instagram and not necessarily have to gate your content with an email or a phone number. Now, I will say from just like a high level, you know, big picture, if Instagram went down tomorrow and now you can't access that list you've been building of 500, five hundred, five thousand, ten thousand plus people, then that's a real bummer because you're essentially renting that list from the platform since you don't own it. So the benefit of having an email not only allows you to have that owned list of emails that you can reach out to regardless of the platform you're on, right? You can move your email from Keep to HubSpot to Drip to whatever you want. It's your list. Um, And the other thing as well that's beneficial with an email, not so much a phone number often, is that if we look into their CRM, everybody makes their purchases with an email. So we can go then and see, hey, this person actually already watched this webinar or they already watched this video sales letter or they actually are a customer of all these products of ours. So by doing that, we're able to now look into their CRM, and this is all automatic, right? And see, hey, this person has these tags that say they purchased these things. Now that information can come back into the DMs and now we can personalize that person's sales journey more. So those would be the reasons why you'd want to actually ask for an email. And that's why we usually do it up front just to provide that better experience in case they're already a part of the database.
0: Yeah, and I would imagine if even if you plan to use Instagram as your main delivery platform, you could come up with an added bonus that is a reason for them to give you the email, right? Or some other extra incentive so you have it. And I love the idea of possibly taking these two databases, right? The the one that's inside of your DM automation software and the one that's inside of your... Um, email, CRM, and just kind of connecting them together. I think that's pretty powerful stuff, which is probably going to get us into the next stage, right? So we've talked so far about stage one, which is where's these leads coming from. Stage number two is like, is really about capturing those leads. And we talked a little bit about offers. Now let's talk about what's the third step in the process.
1: Yes. So naturally at this point, all of you are probably thinking, okay, when do people buy from me? So that's going to be the third step of how do we convert this person? Now, the great thing about automation is in real time, we can get feedback from people instead of just shoving your webinar funnel down their throats or your VSL funnel or whatever. Instead, if you have more than one product, well, then, hey, this person may love your brand. They may, you know, align with what you offer, but maybe the product that you're promoting on the webinar they signed up for isn't for them, but your other product might be. And so, this is where now those sales conversations start to come into play where Regardless of what you choose to do in step two around the lead capture stage, whatever that event is, you know whether it's a webinar or a VSL or a PDF that people are going to be opting in for, now on the back end of that, and timing will just depend on when do they get that free thing. If they get it immediately, like a PDF download, okay, then maybe in a couple of hours, stage three begins. But if it's a webinar tomorrow, then obviously stage three should begin after that. So the idea with that is initially to start, you're able to take, hey, what's already working for you? If you've got an email sequence that gets sent after a webinar, let's take that, turn it into a conversation, and not just spew that information at them, but actually at each point, if you kind of break up your email copy, you say, what questions can we ask people to find out if this is really a fit for them? If this can really support their pain points, their objections, who they are. And so there's a lot of frameworks we'll use here that you know we may not have time to dive into all of them right now. But long story short, It's simply just having a conversation to see what is it that you're looking for? What kind of support do you want? Or like, what are the things you're looking for in a solution? And this is our solution. So does that align with what you're looking for? And now at that point, we're able to convert people, usually anywhere from two to 10 times higher conversion rates, simply because we personalize that and they see how this product actually serves them as an individual.
0: Okay. So I think what I'm hearing you say is in this third stage, this is when we start converting people into sales, right? And I think what I'm hearing you say is this has something to do with messages that are being sent back and forth that are nurturing the prospect into sale. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say?
1: Yes. And sorry, I should have better clarified that this can be a sequence of messages that you're sending out, let's say over a period of one to two weeks, right? And you're able to use that feature that I mentioned of having a DM list. So you can send out those essentially broadcasts and say, Hey, You know, did you get a chance to check out the webinar or the video or the event? You know, how was that? And then lead into email copy that you can repurpose while learning more about them. And so that can be several different kind of message checkpoints, depending on if the person has bought or not.
0: Now, there are some people that are probably listening to this right now and saying, I can't believe Instagram lets us do this without charging us any money. It's true, right? Am I wrong or am I right? I mean, like they're not charging you any money. It's just the tool that you use that's charging you money to do this, Instagram this is a free service that Instagram is allowing through the API. Is that am I hearing this right?
1: That's correct. Yes. And that is why also building your own list, obviously, through emails and phone numbers is important because they could take it away at any time. But long story short, with them, you know, they were kind of the guinea pig and they used Messenger to accomplish everything we've been talking about over the last five years. And then in June of 2021, they said, Hey, we're going to open this up on Instagram now. And they've slowly been rolling it out. And so now, you know, this feature that we're talking about now with sending out messages and creating all these complex things. It can all already be done with Messenger. They just duplicated it over to Instagram. And at the end of the day, they've said multiple times, hey, we're going to eventually charge for all of this. But for right now, they're just trying to test and get data and get adoption. So I think it'll be at least a couple more years before they say, hey, you've got to pay, you know, five cents or something to send out a message.
0: Yeah. And I would imagine when that day comes, it'll be the the partners that make the software. Like you mentioned, ManyChat, that will probably be passing that fee, I would imagine, onto the ultimate end user, I would imagine, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it maybe could be that way. That's actually how it works right now with WhatsApp. So they are already charging for WhatsApp, especially just because WhatsApp does the most volume actually out of all of their messaging apps. So they technically already charge for this when you do outbound messages on that platform. Messenger and Instagram have not gotten there yet. So I'd imagine pretty much what you just described will probably end up happening.
0: And when you say they, do you mean many chat or do you mean WhatsApp ends up charging the consumer? I mean, the user? Yes, WhatsApp. WhatsApp does. To okay. the business. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. What's the. The last step of the process.
1: Yes. So, the final step of the process, just like you might have these landing page and email funnels that eventually someone gets to the end of that sales process, let's say they haven't bought or they did buy and you still decide to do this, you put them on some kind of general email newsletter where now they're going to be getting your emails every week or every month, however often you're sending stuff out. So, in the same manner, we have now a DM list and you can have multiple DM lists just like so you can have multiple email lists where this is the core kind of nurturing sequence that we can create where whether it's real time each week we write something new and we send it out. And by the way, in terms of media, we haven't talked too much about it, but you can send text, you can send videos and audios and images. So that allows you kind of all these different rich media, essentially versions, to be able to send that content out as well.
0: Yeah, just to clarify. So this final step, which we had coined the term broadcasting, right? We didn't use that phrase yet, but now we'll use it when we were preparing for this. When you are broadcasting via direct messaging, I'm assuming, or email, but in particular, you were saying when you're using this tool, you can send the written word, you can send video, you can send I don't know. Can you send audio as well?
1: Yes, you can do audio and images. So those will be the four. What
0: about PDFs? Can you do those or no?
1: You can't send files yet on Instagram. You can on Messenger. So I'd imagine it's only a matter of time until they roll that out there.
0: Okay. So if you can send images and text and videos... Well, then you can almost send everything you could send inside of any other medium is what I'm hearing you say, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And it goes a step much farther, right? Because now you can have, let's say, you know, for some of our clients, like Amy Porterfield, for example, she's sending you a selfie video saying, Hey you're in, like, I'm so excited for you to check out this webinar right after you sign up. Like, you don't get that experience on email or on landing pages. Sure, in a sense, but when it's a selfie video and it feels so organic to that medium, you know, you feel like you're speaking with that personality or that company, even though you know it's their likeness. So there's a lot of psychology there that just converts better because people really feel like they're getting a chance to talk with the personality behind the brand or just somebody at the company if there's not necessarily a face.
0: Okay, a couple questions on video. Does it? Take up the full screen when you click play on the video, or how does that work exactly when you're sending videos? And can you do vertical or horizontal?
1: Yeah, so you can actually do any dimensions that you want. And in fact, if you were to go onto Instagram right now and let's say you have a friend that you can just send a quick test to, if you record a video or if you grab a video or photo from your camera roll on your phone and send it, you can see what it would look like. So it's the same experience as a person to person conversation.
0: Now, I can imagine audio could be pretty powerful because people. send a lot of audio messages back and forth. What's your experience with that?
1: Absolutely. Audio, in fact. And it's funny because a lot of our clients are podcasters like yourself. Yeah, And they're like, audio notes are my love language. Like, I love this so much, you know, so a lot of them get really excited about it. And because their audience already listens to them all the time on their podcast, oftentimes audio notes will do better sometimes than selfie videos. And I'll also say like in general, so a couple of things you know, audios and selfie videos in these rich mediums, like you just don't want to overuse it too much, because it doesn't feel natural. Otherwise, you're like, geez, how's this person recording all these audios and videos, right? <laughs> but if you use it very strategically, particularly in follow up messages, like let's say, I'm a user who opted in to sign up for a webinar. I got the first message. I didn't share my email. I got busy with work and now it's been 23 hours. Well, then we can send an automated follow-up and maybe it is a selfie video or an audio note says, hey, if you still want to get access to the webinar, like I'd love to help you out, just drop your email. That's where it performs the best because now they're not expecting it. And they're like, wow, this is this them? Yeah, yeah, I could totally
0: hear it. It it could be something like this instead of saying, I, I could see the text, Hey, Natasha. And then I could see on the next line, the actual audio just wanted to send you this audio message just to make sure you got the message I sent yesterday. You know, something along those lines would sound super authentic, right? Yep.
1: Just something that feels really organic, just so conversational and casual.
0: You, you kind of hinted at this direct messaging list thing. Can you talk about the DM list a little bit and how that maybe is different than just sending sequenced automations? Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for bringing us back to that. So I definitely wanted to break it down for people. So there are three types of DM lists that you can create as a business and you can have multiple of each of these types. These are just a category that you need to choose when you create one. So there are daily messaging lists, meaning that for up to six months, You can send out a message daily if you wanted to, to your users. Like
0: encouraging words or quotes, famous quotes, that kind of stuff or whatever, right?
1: Totally. Yeah. And it can actually be anything. So Instagram has not said, hey, you cannot send promotional messages or you cannot send messages about X topics. Obviously they have platform policy. So you can't talk about like, you know, crazy topics like sex or drugs and that kind of stuff. But apart from that, you know, you can send pretty much anything you want. So that's the daily list. Now, the uh, weekly list is where you can send out a message once per week, and that can happen for up to nine months. And by the way, these timeframes I'm sharing, it's the permission that you get granted initially, but people can resubscribe to that. But I think they've created these timelines so that, you know, people don't feel spammed or like business. They're not giving people like infinite, you know, uh, access to these audiences because otherwise I think it gets a little bit messy.
0: Okay. So you talked about, so there's three lists, but was there a third list that there's you didn't mention? There's one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So there is the monthly list. And this you can get for up to 12 months of access. So this is where you can send out a message once a month. I think for most use cases, honestly, weekly seems to make the most sense. Even if you're not going to send a message every week, at least you can. So when you have things going on, it's nice to be able to send stuff out. And then daily is great for things like, like you said, maybe it's an encouraging message or something like that. Or you've got, let's say, a five-day challenge you want people to go through. You could send that each day. And then moving forward after that, maybe you send a message once a week, but you have access to doing it daily if you want to.
0: Are you forced to make a choice at the beginning and you're stuck with it or how does that work exactly?
1: Yes. So you are forced to make that choice at the beginning, (laughs) but That being said, you have an unlimited number of lists that you could do. So let's say that you create your campaign and, you know, ideally you kind of stick with your choice, but let's say you change your mind. So let's say you start with a weekly list and you get 500 people on there and then you're talking internally. You're like, we should switch to a daily because we want to send X messages. So then now you could actually create another list that's for that same use case. It could be a daily category. And now when you broadcast out, just like you can send emails to, people who've got multiple types of tags, let's say in your email list, it's the same thing. You say, I want to send this message out to these people who have this list tag, essentially.
0: Yeah. And they're going to have to opt into the new list. Is that the idea? Or can you just move them to it?
1: In that specific example, you would have just like after you've captured X number of people on one list, then moving forward, all the new people should go on the other list. But I wouldn't want to ask people necessarily to opt in again to another list unless it's something totally different.
0: Well, first of all, this has been really, really helpful. And Natasha, if people want to learn more about this, where do you want to send them? And also, if they want to reach out to you on the socials, do you have a preferred social platform?
1: Yeah. So in terms of where you can reach out with questions or thoughts from you know the podcast, anything that you have for me, Instagram is probably the easiest. So you can shoot me a message at Natasha T. Willis. I am on all the other socials too. So if LinkedIn or Facebook is better for you, feel free to reach out there. And in terms of where you guys can learn more, our site is schoolofbots.co but I've also put something together for our podcast listeners. So if you 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 go to my Instagram, Natasha T Willis, and you message me the letters S-M-E all together for Social Media Examiner. Then I'll just walk you through a demo and kind of show you some of the stuff with visuals and all that good stuff that we've talked about here. So you can really solidify how this works and what it looks like.
0: And for those that are listening on audio only, Willis is spelled W-I-L-L is just in case you might accidentally forget that second l natasha really appreciate you coming on the show today thank you so much for your wisdom and insights
1: oh thank you so much for having me mike it's always a blast and i have to say you are my favorite person to <laughs> film podcasts with i'm so grateful that we've had a chance to do this now three times you're just such a gracious host and so good at keeping the conversation you know going in the right direction so super appreciate you and thank you to everybody who tuned in today
0: Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 540. If you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a long time listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelsner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world.